Huntington University. You know the name because they sponsor this podcast every week. And if you're a Comet season ticket holder, you can get 25% off all tuition. 25% off all tuition. Huntington University. Do I need to say it again? I probably should. 25% off all tuition at Huntington University. That is if you are a Comet season ticket holder. Now that we've got all of that all situated, let's do this week's podcast. What's up, everybody? It is me, Shane Halbarani, with you again for another fantastic Comets podcast. Thank you for listening. I hope everybody is doing well. I hope everybody had a, uh, had a chance to take care of what they had to do this week. And now you got a chance to waste a little bit of time here on this podcast. And today, we've got another terrific, terrific episode with rookie Adam Henry. You might not know his name just yet because uh, he's only been in Fort Wayne uh, maybe about a week as we were recording this. So he's got a little different perspective of uh, from other guests that I've had on this show. And Adam, you know what? He volunteered for this, so he's going to get his first taste of uh, kind of being a celebrity uh, in town, because once you put on that jersey, uh, people are going to know your name, so this is your chance uh, to learn all about Adam Henry. He's only played a couple games, but uh, he's, he's impressed, so hopefully he's going to be a Comet for, uh, for a little bit longer this season. So let's get right into this one. Let's dig in with Adam Henry. All right, man. You are now my official favorite guest because oh. you had to borrow a car to get here. Yeah, that's commitment. <laughs> yeah, that's the life of a new guy. Yeah, no car in town, so <laughs> borrowing a guy's car to drive around feels feels nice to finally have some freedom. Yeah. yeah. So whose car did you borrow? Uh, Stephen Bayless. Yeah. He lives. Uh, we're in Inverness Point, so uh, or Point Inverness, I guess it's yeah. called. I'm not actually sure, but uh. Yeah, he's kind of me and uh, Patrick Munson live together, and the combined zero vehicles at our place is kind of—it's uh, <laughs> a bit of a struggle, but what we're making do. So you're rooming with Packy? Yeah. Okay, and I know Packy. I have heard the struggles he have he has had with the car. Yeah, it's a it's and, a real thing. Yeah. Yeah, he lost his wallet. Yeah, he did, yeah. and then I think he lost his passport, and they someone <laughs> found it. I don't even think he knew he lost his passport, and then someone brought it to him. Oh, my. So it's been good times, Packy. yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, that was covered an episode a few weeks ago. Uh, yeah. We heard the, the full story of Packy losing his his wallet. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, I was happy to hear that he didn't find it, so it just adds to his mystique. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty bang on for him, I would say, yeah, for sure. Uh, so you got uh, you got Skip's car. What does he drive? Uh, that's actually good. I, I actually don't even know what really? make or model it is. Like, it's a car. What color is it? I think it's it? just Chevy. It's a Chevy. It's Dark blue, I think midnight blue, maybe black. I, I'm not very observant of these things. Uh, it has push to start though, so yeah, that's a nice. that's a step up from my Honda that I have back home. Yeah, I was gonna so. say, yeah, what do you? What? I'm a Honda Civic, yeah, 2013 Honda Civic, pretty modest uh, college student vehicle yeah. that you purchase. Yeah, I bought it uh, two years ago or something like that. So yeah, gets the job done though. Yeah, get you good on gas, good on gas. Yeah, so that's what it's all about. For sure, like for next year, like I'll have to totally whatever the plan ends up, whatever the situation yeah. ends up being, wherever I go, if it's back to Fort Wayne or elsewhere, yeah. whatever ends up happening. Um, I don't care how far it is. I'm driving my car there because <laughs> <laughs> when you have your own vehicle for, you know, eight, nine years yeah. and then all of a sudden you don't have one, it's like, holy moly. Yeah, I, you don't, I, I can't do I can't do anything. Like that's, I, that's right. I want to go to the grocery store. It's a pain, you know, like I want to go to the gym. There's a golf simulator yeah. later in town I'd love to use, but I can't drive there. I don't have a car, right? So you're at the mercy of whoever owns the vehicle. It's a little frustrating. Yeah, it reminds you before you had your license. Yeah, it feels like being a 15-year-old kid yeah. again. We got to ask mom and dad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what it feels like. I get your older friends to give you rides, yeah. which I used to do constantly. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're right. That's what it feels like. Big time. 
That was nice. The guys who I hung out with, I was the youngest, so everybody got their license before me. So yeah, least, well, I'm the same. I'm like yeah. I'm a late November birthday, so yeah. I was always late. Um, and I don't know how it works down here, but you can get your back in Winnipeg, you can get your beginners at I think 15. Yeah. And then when you're 16, you can take your yes. actual same test. Thing. Yeah. Uh, but I was playing junior out of town, so I wasn't able to get my license until I was like 17, just yeah. because I wasn't around to take the test. Um, so I was for a long time, never had a vehicle and it was a huge pain. Um, so now here I am back at it. No car. Good times. <laughs> yeah, I guess. And people don't realize that you guys get the call and you've got to just pick up and go and yeah. you, know, you didn't have a chance to, to drive. You flew here, I assume. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like I, I probably would have considered driving, but the yeah. problem is, is it's just the nature of the business. Yeah. Like, you know, nothing's necessarily guaranteed. Like I, easily could have came down here fallen flat on my face and been home right. in three days and if I had driven all the way down here it'd be kind of a waste like it's <laughs> I think it was like a 15 hour drive yeah. from Winnipeg 16 hours that's yeah. a long way to drive for three days right plus you know they want to get you on the ice they want to get you going as soon as possible so that full that'd be a two travel two two day travel day and just it didn't make sense so yeah my I car's parked at my mom and dad's house and it'll sit there until I get back yeah <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, you guys get dropped into another planet. I mean, one day you're a college student up at home, and then yeah. you're dropped into an, not only a new city, but a new country, too, yeah. even though it's, you know, it's Canada, U.S., but still, there's still differences. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you have, you basically have, what, the clothes in your back, got one suitcase, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty wild. And and you don't know kind you don't of know anything. anybody you don't know anyone like yeah. i didn't know a single guy here i didn't know anyone in the organization um i full disclosure had actually never heard of fort wayne right. until about you know a week before i came here yeah. or two weeks whenever those conversations started and we started doing kind of our research uh and i'm sure there's a lot of people in fort wayne i hope they're not insulted by that but oh, I'm no, sure, no, i'm sure no. there's a lot of people in fort wayne that have never heard of winnipeg exactly. too so <laughs> it goes both <laughs> ways um but yeah it's, it's a completely you know just a it's a completely different thing you go from like i spent five years at the u of m and you know i was assistant captain of the team for four three years and captain of the team this year and know all the guys and super comfortable in my environment yeah. my girlfriend knows all the guys on the yeah. team my parents know all the guys on the team same coach the whole time so super uh you know good relationship there and then we lose on saturday night and it's sad you know the career is over and yeah. then i think it was by sunday night i'd made the decision where i was going yeah. and by Tuesday I was in Fort Wayne like you know getting picked up by Dave at the yeah. airport and it's just yeah it's a kind of a whirlwind and it's just a big yeah it's just a big change but it's fun yeah. that's that's the cool thing about hockey is the places it'll take you when you look back on it when yeah. I'm done playing whenever that might be I'm sure it's going to be a lot of those you know places you went people you met stuff that you yeah. remember more so than uh you know the actual hockey itself yeah so. yeah and you're a little bit older. You're 25. I'm so 25, yeah. So you've got a little bit more experience. Yeah. Not like you're a 19, 20-year-old kid yeah. being dropped and I, in. Yeah, and I, got, and I did yeah. that in, like, when I played in the Western League, I got, in my last two seasons, I ended up I ended up playing on four teams total yeah. in my career, just the way it kind of works out. Like, my 20-year-old season, they've got the the three 20-year-old rule in, junior, yeah. in Major Junior, and uh, we had seven come to camp, so there was a good chance, you know, some of us were going to get moved. And I was there right to the very end. There was down to four of us. And uh, they they decided to go with a different guy, and I got traded uh, at the start of the year to a lesser team that wasn't doing well, and it was my last season. And basically, I was traded to that lesser team to hopefully trade me somewhere else yeah. at the deadline. So I got traded at the deadline. Yeah. So I played for three teams in one season. So I I've already been through this whole you know meeting yeah. the uh, walking into a locker room where you don't know a single guy, don't know the coach, don't right. know the systems, and you just put your <laughs> skates on and play. It's Hope pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool, man. So, uh, so how did the? Uh, I mean, I, I like this is weird because like you're like the first guy I've had on here like who just came to town. You know, yeah. you know, yeah. some guys have a little more experience at least being here in town. But so it's like I'm glad I I got you in here. And by the way, you volunteered for this, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> also, yeah. Another reason why you're not my favorite. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, it's it's just it's a different situation because I mean, you have no comforts of home. You don't know anybody. Yeah. You don't know the area. You don't have a car. Yeah. I mean, you're an alien. Yeah, pretty much. I'm <laughs> by all for all counts purposes, I'm basically nobody around here. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, you know your apartment and you know the Coliseum and you know where to get on the bus. Right. That's now. pretty much it. Yeah. That's that's the full extent of it. Um, and the another thing too, just not having the vehicle is that you're not 
driving to and from the rink. Like yeah. I'm just sitting in the car, yeah, not really paying attention. So I don't really know where anything is. Right. Even like, like now, like today, at least you know I'm driving around by myself. That's how you learn right. the city a little bit. But yeah, you know, until then, like I'm, I wouldn't have even really been able to tell you, kind of anything. Like I, I know, so where I live is on the west side of town, and the rink's kind of on the north side of yeah. town. And I know that, but anywhere else in right, the city, you know the highway, be, yeah, you I don't know, know, I don't know anything. So <laughs> it's fun though. I'm learning as we go. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. You sure you had a chance to meet some of the fans. Yeah, already, I've, yeah. I've met some yeah. of the fans and yeah. really nice people. I'm not really passionate fans too, actually, and that's the exciting thing because, uh, you know, the conference I was playing in before, like the hockey's great yeah. and everything, and super competitive, but very uh, well known for not having fans. Like really? historically, Canada West, uh, we we don't do well for fans. I think we would average like 250 fans a game and half of them are your parents or your girlfriends. Yeah. Like just and a it, tough, it's a tough yeah, draw. Yeah, and that's it's, another thing. And then you get plopped in in front of 8,000 people. Yeah, so it's, which is great. It's it's <laughs> yeah. awesome. It's so yeah. much fun. Like it, anyone that's ever played will will tell you that playing in front of fans beats playing in front of an empty right. arena. Like that's a no-brainer. So that's nice to just have that, uh, that feel again like it was back in junior. I missed it over the last five years, so. It's it's good to play in front of fans again for sure. Yeah, and Canadian college hockey, I mean, that's like you said, you you think Canada, you just think hockey, but yeah. I mean, uh, and you think everything is popular, but it's not. No, <laughs> it's uh, I'm, I, yeah, it's and I was there for five years, and every year you're you know you're trying different things. Like how do you how do you fill the stands? Like how do you get people? Like the hockey's good. We're all ex major junior yeah. players. Some guys come there after yeah. they finish playing professionally, so the hockey's really good. Like you know, but the junior teams do phenomenal. So the junior teams do yeah. great. So I think the problem is, is it, it doesn't like there's no people don't. I think number one, people underestimate how good the hockey is. They yeah. just kind of think, well, it's Bison's like whatever. Who, right. who cares about that? Second thing is like, for example, Winnipeg, especially now that the Jets are back. You got the Winnipeg Jets. You got the Manitoba Moose American yeah. League team. You got the Winnipeg Ice just came back. Western Hockey League team. They got a junior A team, the Winnipeg Blues, and they got the Bison's. That's yeah. five competitive right. hockey teams. There's only seven hundred thousand people <coughs> in the city. Like right. Y- you so can't much. support, you know, you can't support yeah. all five teams, right? Yeah. So um, that's just the way it is. And and Winnipeg fans are crazy about the Jets, so everyone else kind of falls second in line there. Yeah, so. yeah. And like when we'll we'll go to Brampton at the end of the month, and that's another situation just like that where they don't draw very yeah. many fans. It's because you're a suburb of Toronto. Yeah. You also have the Mississauga Steelheads who do yeah. very well in the OHL. Yeah. And it's just a they don't even play hardly any games on a Saturday night because yeah. the Leafs if the Leafs are in town, no one's no, gonna come no anyway. Point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's just part of part of the business is yeah, it's just how do you yeah, people just think Canada, everyone's going to show up to a hockey game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I can tell you that's not the case. <laughs> but it's cool. You got to play in front of a, a big crowd, and I'm sure that was, I mean, like you said, it was exciting, but was it at all intimidating or like everything no, was like, just new and like I'm just going to go out here and just play? It's more so like, you know, it, it, it it's it's I, I wasn't familiar with it in the last five years, but I played in the Western League, and I played in some pretty good markets like Seattle and Portland, and yeah. Portland averaged, I think, it was similar to about 8,000 fans yeah. a game. We went to the conference final my last year of junior, and we were playing in front of like 12,000 at the yeah. Moda Center where the Trailblazers play. Like, it was it was the same thing. Yeah. It was awesome. And then it was just five years of not doing it. But even with the Bisons, like, we would play exhibition game every year against North Dakota, University of North Dakota, yeah. and it would be their home opener every every time. And I don't know if you've ever been to the Ralph Engelstad in Grand Forks, yeah. but it's unbelievable. And they, f- I think there's 13,000, and it's just crazy. So you know, even though we wouldn't get maybe necessarily fans in our conference play, we got to experience some some games along the way. So it's not like I've never played in front of fans. Yeah, uh, it just hasn't been that often <laughs> recently. So yeah. it's just nice to get back to it. So how did the recruiting process go to get you here? Yeah. So it's, yeah, the way it kind of works is uh, when you're in your last year of college. Uh, if you make that decision to go pro, um, you know, teams are kind of contacting you. It's actually kind of funny. You'll get like a lot of, y- y- you know, I, I'm, I'm pretty realistic. Like I understand I'm yeah. not like a big fish. I'm a 25 year old guy that's playing college. Like it's yeah. not like I'm an 18 year old NHL protege. Right. But you get a lot of these agencies, they kind of, they track the college system and see who the guys yeah. that are putting up numbers and then they reach out to you. And the only way that they, they know how, I guess is Facebook. So you start getting all these like, <laughs> really? Oh yeah. You get these random guys from all over the world like yeah. Australia, Europe, US, Canada. You. Hey, are, do you have an agent? Do you have an yeah. agent? I you know, I got teams asking about you, teams asking yeah. about you. Are you interested? Are you interested? Like I don't really want to get an agent on Facebook. Like right. I, that just kind of <laughs> that doesn't seem <laughs> legit. Um 
but so that would have been about actually you know what's funny every year when I was in college um, at the end of the season I'd get those texts hey when are you graduating when are you graduating yeah. like I just keep telling them well I'm I'm gonna do my full five years make sure I get my degree and then I'm gonna go so then about a year ago I made the decision okay it's my last year uh, I still love the game still feel like I have you know something to give I feel like I've matured since junior I, I, I if if I'm being completely honest, when I was leaving junior, I had good numbers and stuff and had a pretty good Western League career, but, like, I was not ready to become a pro. Right. Like, I would have, it would have been, it, it probably wouldn't have gone well if I'd gone right to pro right out of junior. Yeah. I just, I didn't understand, you know, the fitness side of it, the professionalism side of it, the consistency. Uh, thought I was better than I was. Like, it just a lot of yeah. things didn't line up. So five years down the road, okay, I'm ready to play pro. I think I can actually do this. And so then I got linked up with an agent, um, and uh, his name's Mark McKay. Not through Facebook. Not through Facebook. <laughs> he uh, he used to play for the Bisons, actually, and then he went to Germany and had a really good uh, pro career in Germany and played on their Olympic team and stuff, was there for like yeah. 10 years. He used to play for the Bisons and was good friends with my uh, head coach in Manitoba, and he uh, he represents some some big names, but kind of just did me a favor because I'm a local guy, and yeah. you know, he used to play for the Bisons. So I got kind of lucky there. He, he He knows what he's doing. And then it just goes to the process of uh, basically you're a free agent. So yeah. um, teams can contact you. They'd contact me or they'd contact my agent. And, you know, the way it kind of works in this league is there's guys going up and down from the American yeah. League, right? And there's always vacant spots. So yeah. whenever teams or injuries, whatever. Um, so just the teams that looked like they needed some help or had, you know, open spots or were planning on whatever would reach out and you'd have those conversations. And there was a handful of teams that I was talking to, but uh, Fort Wayne was just kind of the one that was situated, you know, good team, doing well, um, going to play in the playoffs. Yeah. That's what you want. You want to be a part of a team that's got a chance to play. You want to try to do well on a good team. Um, and then just, you know, everything about it, the average attendance being, I think, the highest in the league yeah. and um, passionate about the game. And just that's kind of all of those things kind of came together. That it was just okay, this seems like the best option. Uh, let's do that. Let's, yeah. let's jump right in. So that's kind of how it played out. Well, good. So you had other offers from this league, and you chose us. Yeah, Fort Wayne was the, was nice. the choice. Yeah, nice. for sure. Nice. So, so uh, Winnipeg, that's, you're from Winnipeg. Uh, I think Cole Kaler is from He's Winnipeg from too, the Winnipeg is, area. Yeah. He's about, I think he's from Altona, which is just a yeah, small town about right. an hour outside. So Yeah, so you grew up in the city? I'm right in the city, yeah. It's right from, right from Winnipeg. Born and raised. Yeah. I have yeah. one of my friends growing up, he married a girl from Winnipeg. They live in Florida now, but he goes to Winnipeg every summer and you know, so I was gonna say goes to Winnipeg every winter or every no, summer. No, no, every yeah, summer. Yeah. He lives in Florida, yeah, so yeah, so that's gonna be a, a nice <laughs> going up there and then in July and August. Yeah, that's the thing about Winnipeg. Yeah. Like it you know, it's got a reputation for being freezing cold because it is in the winters yeah. it can be nasty, but the summers are great because yeah. where we're situated you get long days, tons of sunlight and it gets super, super warm. So summers are you know, cottage country and everything. It's pretty it's a pretty nice place to be in the summer. Winter not so much. Maybe not so much, but <laughs> if you can brave the winters, the summers are good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you get to many Jets games? So, yeah, used to be I, uh, my mom and dad had season tickets. They, they're they no longer oh, really? season, they're no longer season ticket holders. They yeah. split them between. What, what lots of people do is, you, well, when the Jets first came back, it was like season tickets went on sale Yeah. one afternoon at oh, yeah, 12, and at 12.01, yeah. they were completely sold out, and there was like a 15,000-person waiting list. Yeah. But they luckily got in, and kind of what everyone was doing was splitting with families. So you get yeah. your season tickets, and you split them with three families. Remember? So we had two seats between three families. So you don't get to go to a lot of games, but yeah. I got to a few. I got to one playoff game. Uh, that They didn't score a goal till like, five seconds left, and they <laughs> lost 2-1, and it was, like, extremely frustrating. But the atmosphere in there is unbelievable. Yeah. Well, the Comets used to be affiliated with Winnipeg back in the 90s. Oh, really? So, yeah. So I was Back a in the Jets 1 era. Yeah, I was, nice. I was a, a quasi-Jets fan wow, just because cool. of that. I didn't know that. That's yeah. that's pretty. Uh, oh I, yeah. if my, I bet my mom, I bet my dad doesn't even know that. I'll have to tell him that. Oh yeah, tell him that back yeah. at, back in the uh, back in the Jets one day uh, before they left. When yes, yeah. yeah, back in the in the early '90s, you know Bob Essensa, yeah, uh, Mike O'Neill, cool. Uh, uh, who am I? Who am I? Missing? See all the all the famous Jets like, um, like from the earlier era of the Olympic Jets were mostly WHA era, not the NHL era, right. like the Bobby Hole and like the yeah. The, the I don't know what the what the heck did they call those like uh, Thomas Steen and uh, yeah he, yeah well, he played for the Jets in the uh, NHL yeah oh so he was in, oh yeah he, he, he was NHL, NHL. He was yeah NHL. see I, yeah. I should probably know all this stuff guys <laughs> and then I know Solani came in and he was like a legend in Winnipeg yeah. and and uh, who's the guy that does the voice of the uh, Blackhawks he was a uh, uh, 
the guy that said, we're coming back to Winnipeg or whatever. Who's uh, he, he, he does the broadcast for, I think he's on NBC or something like that. Uh, oh, Eddie Olchuk. Olchuk, yeah. Olchuk. yeah, he's, yeah. A, he's, he's a big, he's a big yeah, name he's in Winnipeg guy. and all yeah. that. So, yeah. Yeah, Winnipeg Jets fever is pretty big. It's it's cooling down a little bit now. They've been around for a while. Yeah. But when they first came back, it was pretty fun. Yeah, I still remember. I think I was, what would I have been, like 15 years old when they announced they were coming back and they yeah. shut down uh, the main intersection downtown, Portage and Maine, and there was... 10,000 people just partying in the streets and everything, so. Yeah, to, uh, talk to your old man. I mean, he will tell them that. Yeah. And you'll you go back, you know, you know, from 90 to about 96, 97, I think. You'll go back and you'll see a lot of guys who played for Fort Wayne. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. Good yeah. to know. So, good yeah, to know. Well, those are good days. Learn something days. today. Stefan Beauregard is a guy who's, you know, so. Yeah. Anyway, your, your dad would remember Yeah, that. he'd probably remember yeah. them all, yeah. All right, well, let's talk about your, your mom and dad. The season ticket holders, so they're obviously hockey fans. Oh, yeah, hockey yeah. fans through and through. Yeah. Um, what mom and dad do? Uh, my dad's a IT manager. He works for the government, like Government of Canada. He's a computer guy. And then uh, my mom works in a school with kids. She's like a student services yeah. uh, liaison type thing with kids. So um, huge hockey fans, and uh, they've pretty much, yeah, they've supported me all the way through, you know, watching every game online and traveling all across the planet basically to watch hockey and whatnot so costing them an arm and a leg but, say, yeah uh, they're, hard, they're hardy <laughs> fans so they come down yeah they're looking at yeah. they're looking at coming down here uh the hard thing is with this business and being new yeah. and just nothing's really guaranteed right you don't want to yeah. book a trip two months down the road or something like that and yeah. then yeah. you know you pay for the flights and then god forbid i'm not playing here anymore <laughs> or traded or yeah. whatever might you know you know how the business yeah. goes yeah. So they're trying to work a way out. It's also not the easiest place to get to from Winnipeg. Yes. In, you can't get a direct flight or anything like that. So, But, uh, yeah, yeah, my dad played hockey a little bit growing up. He was a goalie. Um, and uh, just as long as I can remember, yeah, they've just been supporting the dream all the way through. So <laughs> it's been good. That's pretty cool. So they, they went out to Seattle and Portland when you were? Yeah, they made yeah. trips out to Seattle, uh, trips out to Portland, trips out to Lethbridge, trips out to Saskatoon. <laughs> yeah, they uh, – when I uh, was playing midget hockey, we, my my team won a national championship in midget hockey. I guess it's not called midget hockey yeah, anymore. It's, it's U18. Yeah. It's called now. Um, that was in St. John's, Newfoundland, so the whole family came out there. Oh, and, oh so, yeah. okay. So we went to St. John's last year. Yeah. So what do you think of St. John's? St. John's is unbelievable. It's a, it's I, cool I'd, love to re I'd love to return now that I'm of legal drinking age but because uh, George Street <laughs> George and St. John's is awesome, yeah, it's pretty neat? sweet. A yeah. couple, couple nice pubs down there. We were I was only 16, right? Yeah. when uh, we were playing there so we didn't really get to the full extent of it but nice rink uh, yeah. nice, like that'd be yeah it's a nice place nice, yeah nice Packy place. played a couple games there in October yeah he did yeah. 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 yeah 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 I nothing but good things to say about uh, like the eastern coast of of uh, Canada it's like beautiful place and friendly people and they're kind of their own they got a little bit like the Newfie accent and they it's, call it's it, part and it, yeah. Scottish too yeah, it's, goes, yeah but just really nice people and I, yeah, I just I'd love to get back there at some point if I could. So yeah, special kind of cold though. Oh yeah, I thought Winnipeg is. And cold. they got. I don't know. Did you see the storm they had? That was, and then the yes. Growlers went on the road that week. Oh, so, so they weren't there. They weren't even home. Oh, so. lucky for them because they would yeah. have to cancel games and stuff because yeah, it was like for sure ten feet of snow. It was yeah. insane. Like, yeah, people couldn't even get out of their houses. <laughs> Mental. <laughs> you ever been in a big snowstorm like that, Winnipeg, where you get, you couldn't leave? You couldn't. No, you know what? It's funny. Like we always, it's kind of like a Winnipeg thing. We're pretty proud of. <laughs> our, just how we handle weather like right. cold and snow and you know you always watch these movies and snow days and stuff we always make fun of uh like toronto because they'll get like or vancouver they'll get like an inch of snow and shut yeah. the whole city down but that's because they don't have the infrastructure they literally can't they, right, can't, they can't plow, plow. the streets yeah. so they well the same thing like seattle just seattle's like the, the same way the geography of it like yeah if it's, it's it hilly just, and you can't get plows and, and so yeah. if it snows they shut everything down because yeah. it makes sense but like winnipeg is flat so it's yeah. actually easier to plow everything but we also have all the equipment because it's expected yeah so i joke like i went through my entire career of school so high school and university and not one snow day was <laughs> i never once had a class or a day of school canceled because of weather and i'm talking like minus 50 with the wind chill like it's just like freezing cold tons of snow but yeah we just find a way <laughs> and we'd just be like t taking the bus too like as a kid you'd just be walking down the street <laughs> truck trudging through the snow going to class like that's just how it was so. yeah 
and we're hilariously proud of it. I don't know why, but <laughs> did you ever? Did anyone come to school like who wasn't used to that? Like, did you have anybody? Uh, I don't have any. I don't have any real big memories of that. Not really. Like people coming in and just like not being from Winnipeg right, and just right. being like, "Oh my goodness, this is insane." But th- we ha- there is a lot actually at the university. There's a decent amount of uh, immigrants to Canada from different, like lots from right. Africa or Asia and things like that. And, yeah, some of them would just be, like, shaking their heads, like, <laughs> why did I choose, of all the places I could have gone on my exchange for university, I came to Winnipeg? Like, <laughs> what the heck? Well, Jermaine Lowen, who I hope you get to meet, he's a guy who's been uh, up and down with Fort Wayne, and he's a guy who's originally from Jamaica. Oh, and really? And then he uh, was adopted, and then he moved to Canada. So, wow. Yeah, to hear that story is That's really pretty cool. fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, culture shock for him. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> No kidding. But yeah, handling the snow and handling—I mean, it—it it, you know we have a pretty mild winter here. But last year we had a whole uh, when we were up in St. John's. Ironically enough, we had a whole winter experience uh, experience yeah. vortex where it was minus fifty or whatever it was. It does kind of blow your mind a little bit if you're not used to it. But, yeah. Um, once you know, once once you get kind of once you're there, like if you go from you know twenty degrees, or I guess. Uh, I'm going to be using Celsius here, so I don't. Know, this might confuse <laughs> people, right. but 20 degrees Celsius on a nice sunny day, and then you go to, you know, minus 30. It's like, oh my god! But if you go the other way around, like in Winnipeg, you know, it's minus 40, it's freezing cold. But then right around now, it gets to the point where you know it's minus 10, minus 5, and you're walking around in shorts and a t-shirt. It feels <laughs> unbelievable. Like it's like it's awesome. Yeah, but in reverse, if you had to live, if you had to play in Florida, and then you, trav- would, you would be like, what is this? It's it's just, yeah yeah yeah. It would be a shock to your system. It would be insane. Yeah. And I think that's why Winnipeg gets such a bad rep because, especially like in the NHL, like I don't know if you heard those articles come out where they're saying where's where's the worst place to travel in the yeah. NHL, and all the players say Winnipeg. <laughs> really? Well, not not all of them, but a lot of them, and obviously it becomes like can, like hockey in Canada is like any news station, yeah. whether it be sports or just basic news, like we lead with hockey. Yeah. Whereas I've noticed down here, it's not necessarily. Yeah. Th- it's kind of the other way around. Hockey's sometimes yeah. on the back burner. But like yeah, so this sto- this article came out and they pulled a bunch of players in the NHL and asked like a bunch of diff- random questions and one of them was where's the worst place to travel and they said Winnipeg, <coughs> and it was because of they said it's always dark, always cold, and the Wi-Fi in the hotel stinks. That was the big <laughs> that was the big quote. So everyone was making fun of them. Oh, these poor millionaires that can't use their Wi-Fi. Like oh man, that's that's such a hard life. And I always heard that Winnipeg. Well, this is back. Way back in the day, that you know, the whole town kind of sh- downtown shut down at like ten o'clock, so there wasn't anything to do. Yeah, it's not like that anymore. Yeah. That's for sure. It's uh, well, so uh, Mark Chipman and the True North Foundation—they're the ones, True North Sports Entertainment, yeah. whatever the the business is actually called—but they're local guys that made a bunch of money. They're the ones that bought uh, the Winnipeg Jets, brought them back with. They had some other investors, but he's kind of Mark Chipman's the guy, and he's got big plans, like. He's not the mayor, but he'd be like the he'd be like the quasi mayor or whatever yeah. you whatever you call it. Like he, you know, he they're trying to really pump up downtown, so they built the MTS Center. I don't know, 15 years ago, they yeah. brought the Jets back. Now they're building like they bought built this True North Square right around the rink. They're going to be building little pubs and everything. They're trying to turn downtown into more of like a just a fun place to go and like center it around yeah. like the Jets, which I think is a good idea. And it's it it's helping. It's a slow process, but. Yeah. It is making it better. I'd say if you went to Winnipeg 25 years ago and then you went there now, downtown would be probably a very different yeah, place. It would be I'm sure. rather surprising. Well, it's changed here in Fort Wayne too. Yeah, we, it changes everywhere. You put a ballpark downtown, it changes things. Changes so. things. It does. Yeah. It really does. So. Yeah. Speaking of, of mayors, our mayor's last name is Henry. So actually, I think somebody yeah. told me that. There's actually been like three people coming to me. Hey, there's some. There must be a lot of Henrys here. Yes, it's a yeah. big family. Yeah. Because yeah. everyone, are you related to this Henry? This Henry? I was like, I don't think so. I mean, it's a pretty common last name. Yeah. But. Still look back. Long, maybe long, <laughs> maybe way down the road. Like I did, I do have some family, but actually not Henry. On my, it's my mom, my mom's side from Ann Arbor, Michigan. Oh, so, so there's a possibility. But I guess that wouldn't make any sense because that's not the Henry last name. But, <laughs> anyways, yeah, I digress. So talking about hockey cities, you played in Seattle. Is that going to be a good NHL town? You think? I think so. I mean, as far as for players, like it'd be an awesome yeah. place to play. Um, just beautiful city. Like they, the fans there love the Seahawks, love the Mariners. Yeah. Um, close enough to Vancouver, although I, I mean, the Canucks are going to be Vancouver's team, obviously. Yeah. But you could build that rivalry a little bit between sure. Seattle and I think it'll be, I like, I, I think it'll do fine. Like the junior team, 
we have, uh, I think it's like a 6,500-seater arena there, and they get pretty good crowds and known for having some of the better crowds. And the fans that are the are the uh, Thunderbird fans are big. Like, they follow the team religiously. Um, so I think they'll do fine. What I, I think would be awesome is if they could get Matt Barzell because he's already kind of a big name. He yeah. came at you like as big as a junior hockey player name can be, he was it. Like when he was in Seattle, there was all that rage about him getting drafted and everything. He's from Vancouver, so he's close to there. Yeah, They already know him. He's a kind of a familiar name in the city. I know there's talks that he's in a contract year and yada, 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 but if he ended up being like the poster boy for Seattle, I think that would make – he would like run yeah. with that, I think, and uh, the fans would rally behind him a little bit. So it would be interesting to see. I think they'll do fine. Yeah. 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 Uh, got any siblings? Yeah, I got a I got an older sister, um, and a younger brother. So I'm the middle child. My sister's 27. How old am I? Yeah, she's 20. <laughs> yeah, she's 27, and my brother's 23, turning 23. Oh, so, so the folks had them all right in a row there. Yeah, pretty close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah my sister's getting married next summer. Um, so I guess that means I'm next, and. Uh, <laughs> We'll go from there, I guess. We well, got a girlfriend. I do, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I got a girlfriend of five yeah. years, and uh, we lived together back home in Winnipeg, yeah. her and I. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, well, how did she take this whole turn in pro, moving away from home thing? Well, you know how it is. I mean, <laughs> she's excited yeah. for me that I get to experience these things and do all that. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, she's now living in our condo by herself, and uh, <laughs> that whole thing is obviously not fun. And yeah, I think if you asked any. Uh, girlfriend of a hockey player they probably have the same answer that you know it's good it's fun they're happy that their significant other gets to live a you know a fun entertaining lifestyle but at the same time it's sporadic uh, not knowing where you're going to be living uh, how much money you're going to be making all these different (laughs) things Um, yeah that's I and you're a bachelor now. You're you're basically bashing it. You're with Packy. Yeah, who's just crazy man. Yeah, exactly. But the good thing is, is that you don't have a car, so you can't get in too much trouble. Can't get in too much <laughs> trouble. That's yeah. That's the good thing for sure. And I don't know a single person <laughs> in the town, so that's not that's not hurting either. Right. So what yeah. does what does the girlfriend do when you're not there? Uh, she's a psych- psychiatric nurse. Actually, she graduated. Uh, Another guy married or dating a nurse or married to a nurse. Yeah, so it's all it's crazy nurses. common. Yeah, it's wild. Um. I guess we we just know what we're doing because they make they make pretty good money. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and they and they're never going to be out of work. They always have jobs. There's always, always, especially because she's on the on the mental health side of things yeah. in the psychiatric uh, units. So that's growing. Like it was a big thing po- politically in Manitoba was there was cuts to healthcare. Yeah. But there was cuts to healthcare, but the mental health side of things was booming. So like psychiatric nurses are they're fine. So they're yeah. they're doing okay. So yeah, it's it's a it's good. She uh, she graduated last spring, so she's been working for almost a year now, and uh, it's pretty sweet. You know, you like you said, tons of jobs available. Yeah. You can get pretty flexible with w- how much you want to work, which might kind of work out really well um, in the near future, just because I'll be moving around and yeah. stuff. If she wants to come on visit and whatnot, and then they make good money, so I don't have to worry about the fact that I don't make very good money playing <laughs> hockey. <laughs> It's the way to go. It's the yeah. way to go, man. Yeah. 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 Does she psychoanalyze you at all? No. No. <laughs> she tries to keep her, uh, keep, keep all that at work, thankfully. So, yeah. Yeah. That's going to be tough. It's not a, <laughs> yeah. You know what? It's, it's actually taught me a lot. Like, yeah. uh, just that whole, you know, the stigma around mental health yeah. and, and all those things. And, you know, it's easy to make opinions when you don't really know right. anything if you don't have anyone right. directly affected by it which i've been fortunate i haven't really had anyone in my life like directly affected by things like depression bipolar yeah. all those different things so i wouldn't really have a good basis to make an opinion so mine would probably be ignorant you know yeah. like i probably just wouldn't really know but having uh someone like my girlfriend seeing it every day yeah. and hearing some stories and what she's learned and studied and now she has a degree about yeah. it kind of opens my mind a little bit to be a little more uh op- I'm just more open minded yeah. towards certain issues and things that you should and shouldn't say how you should and shouldn't treat people that are going through yeah. things like that and uh that's definitely helped me a lot for sure. Yeah, you you have so many different teammates that now maybe now that you've educated a little bit you can look back and go yeah. oh, you know what that guy was going through. Yeah, this and, and well and it, you know yeah. what it was great for me like you know as being the captain of a team 
and an older guy on the team this year, you know, it was the first time I'd ever been the captain. I've been the assistant captain. Being an assistant captain is a very different role than being the captain because when you are the captain, it is all on you and everything kind of comes to you and you feel that pressure. And then, you know, there's an expectation to lend a helping hand to everyone. And if you're closed-minded and, you know, set in your own ways, it's pretty hard to really be helpful to some people and, so I think it just helped me. Like there was, t- yeah, plenty of situations where you know guys are acting a certain way, and the easy thing would be to just snap on them right. or t- tell the coach to get rid of this guy. Yeah. He's a problem. When what you should do is just take the time to be like, hey, you know what? Actually, objectively, if you look at the situation, they're probably not going through a great thing, and I could probably help somehow yeah. by not doing much. You know, yeah, you don't yeah. have to. You, oh, it's just, it, just it's you don't you don't need yeah. to put the like whatever they're going through. You yeah. don't need to take it and put it on yourself, but yeah. you can help in certain ways just by even just sending a text, just so that they have the just so they know that someone is there for yeah. them, someone's considering them. Like that can make a huge difference, and that was like a big thing that I learned for sure. Um, and yeah, that, that that helps big time. Yeah, it's yeah, it's I mean, you don't understand how many personalities you know that goes into this. So you know when I hear people talk about just hockey players in general, you know, yeah, I'm like these guys aren't robots. You know, they're no. people just like you know. So it's like if someone has a bad game, you know, what he might have had a bad day. You don't know yeah. what. It's just like anybody else. You it, know? it is a, it is an incredibly frustrating thing. I think, and you know, having played now and understanding just how hard it is to be good all the time right and like it's unbelievable how you're expected to be the, the the standard you're held to as a hockey player and then when you become a professional hockey player yeah. i can't imagine when you get to the nhl level when you're now making millions of dollars yeah. like that's a lot of pressure and the expectation to just be on all the time it is amazing to me how easily people forget that they are just human beings like and sometimes you hear the stories like that they're going through things like you know a a divorce or a breakup or uh, like that regular people go through all the time but can just kind of go through on their own and no one has to know about it but they have to go out and play in front of a million people on tv and they turn a puck over and everyone's just destroying (laughs) them like it's not an easy but i get it you do get uh, compensated very well for that and you do have a job to do but uh, sometimes the human element definitely gets uh, forgot in the game of hockey or professional sports in general like it totally gets forgot yeah which is too bad yeah, and, and here in Fort Wayne, you got a huge fan base, so you know they're going to be critical yeah, of you. And, and and you know what? And I get and I get it. Yeah. Like the, the, there's that there's that other side of the coin is well, you know, I'm a fan. I'm I'm paying the hard-earned money that I make yeah. to come watch you yeah. play. You know, I expect something in return. Right. So that I totally understand that too. So it's just you got to find that happy medium. Yeah. And that's the beauty of professional sports. If someone's not pulling their weight, there's always somebody else that can do it. So. Do, do you ever get caught up in anything like a fan says on Twitter or Facebook or anything like that? Or do you even check uh, it? I actually like, Some guys, like, I'm not going to watch, but some guys do look at it all the time. And some, yeah, some guys get motivated by it. Yeah. Um, I actually deleted my Twitter account just because, not because of that, more so just because I uh, I just want to not be on my phone it's as much. I, like, I just no. find like it, I'm just destroying my brain by right. just staring into my phone all the time. Right. Like I'd rather try to maybe read a book or do just do something other right. than just stare at my phone, which is really hard to do. It is so addicting. Um, but I remember in junior, there was a couple times, yeah, you read the, the threads and you have a bad game and there's all these guys and your name's kind of getting slandered a little yeah. bit. And it's like, it doesn't feel good. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine what like some of the guys like playing in Toronto in the NHL. Like, oh yeah, oh my goodness, like some of the stuff like it's just incredible. Um, but I've never really had. Uh, I, I try not to pay attention. Yeah, I mean, to. I mean, some guys. Will you see some guys like uh, like who's the who's the basketball player Durant, Kevin Durant. Yeah. And how he had his burner Twitter accounts and would be respond. Did you hear about yeah, this? No. He was like, I mean, I know the people do it. But yeah. he he like had a fake Twitter account and would answer to people chirping Kevin Durant pretending to be someone else defending yeah. Kevin Durant like oh KD never had the support like yada 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 but then one time he forgot to log out of his actual account <laughs> and sent a Twitter message to somebody from Kevin Durant yeah. talking in third person about how good Kevin Durant is I'm just like man you're one of the best basketball players like, yeah, of why, all why time why get, do you need this yeah. like why is this person on Twitter yeah. why are you letting that get to you yeah. like I don't understand that like it doesn't really matter what they say <laughs> so I don't understand uh, how you can let it get to you to that 
state, but uh, I, I'm sure it's a real thing. I'm sure lots of guys. Actually, uh, my my girlfriend's family is like a big curling family, which uh-huh. I would imagine of the people that are listening to this podcast, none of them are curling fans, <laughs> likely. <laughs> but curling is actually a pretty big deal. Well, it's like the it's a, a national sport in Canada. It's, one it's of, not hockey. It, it, it's it, it's the pastime of Canada. Yeah, curling. It, curling hockey. is like yeah. a legitimate. Yeah, it's like. TSN, which is like the like our ESPN, yeah, like ES, or ESPN down here, TSN up up there. Uh, the number one thing on TSN right now is curling. Like the uh, most watched sporting event throughout the year yeah. is curling. There's the Scotties, is the women's nationals, and then the Briars, the men's nationals. And uh, my girlfriend's brother is currently playing for. He's like Team Manitoba, playing at the Briar. Yeah. Huge deal. Like he's like famous. And then his wife is on the female side, and they're like the number one team in the world, like points wise. And she was getting like ripped on Twitter. <laughs> Cur- curlers. Oh yeah, Cur- like curlers. Curlers, yeah, <laughs> curlers. Like just getting ripped about, you know, how she delivers the the rock and how she, and mean things too, like how she like how she looks and things like that. <laughs> and so she, after like one year, she just, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. This is like affecting my like we talked oh, about sure. mental health. Like it was yeah. affecting her. So she just deleted all her social media and she's just not on social media anymore, just because people were so. You'd miss a shot in a game, and you'd yeah. go on Twitter, and you'd have people just ripping you apart, and it, and it would like affect her. So she just got rid of it, and I don't blame her. <laughs> wow, can you gamble on curling? <laughs> well, you can, you you can, but uh, another funny story. Like I know lots of like there's some of the some of the certain sites would have odds yeah. for uh, curling, and John Schuster. I don't know if you know the name, but he won the gold medal in yeah. curling, and he's an American, and that's not kind of normal Americans no offense aren't really known for being strong curlers on the world stage yeah. but John Schuster won the uh, gold medal at Pyeongchang kind of on a fluke he upset I think I think he beat Canada actually in the semifinal or something yeah. then he beat somebody in the final like he, he hadn't really won anything but he just happened to win the gold medal yeah. and then for like the next year after that any event that Schuster was playing at he would be the favorite because he won the gold medal right. the odds makers don't know anything about curling <laughs> they just look at the Olympics and go well he won the Olympics yeah. he's got to be the best but he's actually ranked probably like 15th, 20th yeah. in the world. He's playing like the number one team in the world, and Schuster's a heavy favorite. So all the curling people are like, well, I'm going to hammer the <laughs> the actual top team wow. as an underdog. And then eventually they stopped uh, putting <laughs> curling on the betting sites. So I think they realized they were losing money on that. Like, how are, these, how are we getting these so wrong? Well, maybe it's because we don't know anything about curling. Yeah. Interesting. There's a curling line, didn't? There? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was. I don't think it's super common, but yeah. there definitely was at some point. Yeah. So. Yeah. Did you ever curl? Did you ever? I've been a little bit. Yeah, because yeah. my girlfriend's a big curler. Like yeah. she, she won. Uh, she was like a junior provincial champ in Manitoba twice, and uh, we've gone like in a couple. Uh, they just call them like fun. So a bond spiel. Are you familiar with that no, term? I know. I'm learning all about curling. Yeah. Right so now. bond spiel is like a curling tournament. Okay. Um. So it's just I don't know why I I don't know the origin of the word bond spiel I have no idea what that means but that's just it's just a tournament yeah and we would go there there's just fun ones anyone can sign up for them kind of thing and it's mostly just like a party like you play you know I think you're guaranteed four games but with each game that you win you get X amount of pitchers of beer for free or something okay. like that that's basically how <laughs> the gist of it but I would play with like my girlfriend and her cousin and her cousin's boyfriend and they're all big curlers like yeah. like it's hilarious how many of them are like famous curlers in Winnipeg but like yeah. not really on any other stage <laughs> but uh um we'd go in tournaments and they'd be just unreal and I would just be dragging them down because <laughs> like, they make it look so easy like it's if you've never have you ever well, tried it I've never tried it it's but very thing, hard it's probably like golf golf doesn't look that hard yes they make it look but, so easy yeah. and then it's like holy moly like yeah yeah like golf is a really good example actually because yeah. you see the pros do it and it's yeah. like oh 500 yard par four and they make a birdie Easy yeah. peasy. You go and it takes you seventy swings because you can't even hit the ball. Like, yeah. Maybe it's closer to bowling. Maybe. Maybe it's more like bowling. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot harder than bowling. I can I can guarantee you that. And all the science that goes into it too, like with the sweeping and stuff. And yeah, it's it's our little Canadian uh, sport that we have that we're very proud of that nobody <laughs> seems to follow very closely. So. Ah, but you'll you'll stick with hockey. Yeah. Well, the great thing is, is curling is the kind of sport that, uh, well, curling and golf actually yeah. are great retirement sports because yeah. ho- hockey isn't something that physically you'll be able to do forever, but yeah. curling and golf don't actually take a ton of physical exertion. So once I retire from hockey, I'll be joining a men's curling Join league and I'll be having a great time. Nice. Yeah. It nice. should be real good. Did you play any other sports? Other yeah, I played soccer yeah. growing up. Yeah. I golf. I uh, played flag football. Um, 
kind of played mostly everything. The one I didn't play that I wish I did was baseball, but uh, I really enjoyed soccer. Soccer was yeah. Uh, yeah a big thing for me growing up. I played pretty much until you get to that cutoff where you got to make a decision if you want to be a soccer player or a hockey uh, yeah. player. And as a Canadian yeah. boy, <laughs> you know what you're choosing. That was a pretty easy decision, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, did you ever run into any Canadians who didn't know how to ice skate? Oh, lots. <laughs> there is, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's lots. And and you know what? There's a lot of uh, a lot of people that actually, you know what? I taught like they try to learn how to skate. Oldest, like I I I teach. Uh, I work. We have a business back home. That I'm, I'm, I, I work for uh, a guy's name. His name's Larry Wu. His son's actually drafted to the NHL by the Vancouver Canucks, second round pick. He signed with them. Um, and we've got a business that we run in Winnipeg, just teaching hockey stuff. So we have hockey camps, spring yeah. teams. We have a summer training program, a gym, and we do all this kind of stuff. Uh, one thing that there we haven't done, but I know is quite popular, is like adult learn to skate. Like people that just never, really, never really got. Yeah. the opportunity to learn how to skate going up and hey I want to try this so I think that's pretty cool like just it try it out yeah. it's 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 really interesting to see how like if you didn't learn those motor skills or like or like those basic skills yeah. like when you were like learning how to walk like it's hard to become a good skater no matter how much effort you put in when you're already 40 right, right. like it's you just it's hard but it's fu it's fun and people uh, they they love it yeah they absolutely love it cool <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, so what did you study in, in at school? Uh, I was at the Asper School of Business at the U of M, and my so I got a I got a Bachelor of Commerce with a double major in accounting and finance, and I have two online electives left in that degree that I'm still currently oh. in. So. I'm almost done, but not quite. So you get to go to class every day now? It's no, online or what? it's just online. Just so, online. But yeah. I mean, like, you have, I mean, you have, what do you have to do? Well, <laughs> eh, not a whole lot. Uh, <laughs> I got to do a quiz, so I got two classes. Uh, yeah. One of them is entrepreneurial finance, which is just like an elective for my yeah. business school, and then another one's like a behavior modification, like non-business elective. Those are like the last two things I have on my degree. Um, I just have to do it's like a quiz once a week in one class. And then there's four assignments in the other one. I've already done two of them, so I've got two assignments left, and then just the final exams, and that's it. Oh, you're so all squared away to become an accountant. Is that what? Well, <laughs> I was. I worked as an accountant actually last summer, like as an intern yeah. accountant uh, in Winnipeg. And I was. I'm on the fence about you know after hockey. Like I, yeah. What am I gonna do? Am I gonna, like, what's my plan as far as like my career after hockey? And it was accounting for a long time and then I worked the summer as an accountant for, uh, last year as an intern accountant doing auditing and it really motivated me to play <laughs> hockey <laughs> I was just going to say oh yeah I'm sure the summer of, of, of doing numbers yeah it was pretty uh, it just it was it, I, I don't know if you can tell I like to talk and I like I'm, that's why you're on the show yeah, yeah, because yeah. I don't have to pull anything from you yeah I like to talk <laughs> and personable I like to work with people and accounting as far as auditing goes is like the opposite of that like yeah. you spent I spent most of my time just in a cubicle like yeah. know, crunching numbers and it just wasn't very thrilling for me so I'm looking at other options I, I'm just gonna hopefully I you, like the accounting finance that kind of just go hand in hand like yeah it helps if you're in wealth management to understand like financial statements and it helps if you're in a, as an accountant to understand like how the business works or yeah. financially whatever I don't plan on being an accountant, I don't think. Originally, I wanted to get my CPA, but I don't know if I have it in me to do that. So I'm going to explore other options like the finance side. I follow the stock market and things like yeah. that. And I and I read all like Warren Buffett's books and, yeah. and all the Berkshire Hathaway letters and things like that. Maybe and a day I, trader. Maybe just get in the stock market. Maybe well, that's, yeah. That's exciting. It, it, it is. Yeah. I don't know if you followed it. It's been a bad week, though. Oh, it's though. bad. It yeah, has yeah. been. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's, the time uh, we're recording this, yeah. This is like the recession that's been looming for like two years is appears to be it's like the perfect storm with the coronavirus and everything it's kind of <laughs> i follow it pretty closely i'm actually quite interested in it yeah um i don't know if i'm super interested in like the financial analyst side like i don't really know if i want to just be like nitpicking the fine details yeah. of each stock and i don't know if i want to be one of those guys but i'm interested in just you know like letting your money like work for you yeah to like achieve like financial independence i find that kind of fascinating yeah. 
and like wealth management and all those things. So I'd be interested to kind of become like a financial advisor and just work with people. Cause then you get both sides right? you get to work with clients, you get to work with money, yeah. you get to like follow yeah. all that stuff. So, and then you get to learn how to do it yourself. Yeah. So it also works in that sense. So yeah. that's something that I'm interested in. They um, got me sold. When I get some money, I'll, I'll give it to you. Yeah. You I'd, could, hey, yeah. I'll, let you I, I'll make you, I'll, I'll, I'll make you rich, uh, <laughs> slowly, but surely the Warren Buffett way. That's, that's how it's done. Yeah. Oh, oh man. Well, this is fun. Yeah, this, this is, is fun. Great. This is great, man. Someday I'd love to get my own podcast going, actually. I think it'd be fun. <laughs> well, you said you had one. I had you one, did. yeah. Deadbeat Sports Podcast, it was called. We had uh, me and six of my buddies would just sit around and have a couple beers and <laughs> just talk, talk about, about sports. sports. Was curling one of the top? Curling never cracked the list. We didn't think that it would uh, <laughs> generate much of an audience. <laughs> Well, it's apparently big. I, it might. And you know what? In Canada, it actually, yeah. and actually, the, one of the guys, one of my buddies, was a world junior curling champ. Yeah, yeah. He won the world in curling, so he knows who he's talking yeah, about. So he's got the clout to back that up. I don't know, man. You could have, could have something Maybe that's there. what we'll do. We'll start a curling podcast. <laughs> that's, that could be the plan. Yeah. All right, man. Well, we'll wrap this up, man. Uh, I'm sure uh, Bayless would like his car back. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he would. He's probably got so much uh, planned to do today. So yeah, he's gonna probably got a full schedule. Not not likely. All right, buddy. Thanks a lot. Okay, thank man. you. I bet you didn't think you were going to learn all about curling when you clicked on this episode, but you did. We got a little bit of an education. Curling, apparently it's uh, pretty fun up in Canada. Uh, Adam Henry knows all about it, and maybe he's going to pick that up uh, once he uh, hangs up the skates, but uh, he's got a long way to go. Hopefully, again, he's going to be a Comet for a little while longer. So that's our show. Adam Henry, I want to thank him for coming on in, and I want to thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Huntington University Comets Podcast. Thank you.